0: Hello, all of our uh, listeners. We are John and Shabazz uh, coming in with Voltech Tech Talks again this week. We're going to be talking about misleading
1: advertising in tech. Um, how are you doing, John? Very well. Thanks, Shabazz. Very excited for this one. There's a lot of controversial stuff that we can go through, laundry list of supposed malpractice, or whether it's fair enough, it's up to us to decide. Well, apparently,
0: apparently we're judge jury. Well, we're not really even jury. We're we're not even the judge. But you know, we can have an opinion, right? Everyone's allowed to have an opinion. Exactly. It's good fun. I love how scandalous this week's topic is. It's like, um, I know we've covered like antitrust lawsuits and different um, things around artificial intelligence, and while that can get a bit heated, this is um, this is uh, a very very interesting branch. It's not even that techie at this point. We're kind of just talking about false advertising. Which is why we are going to take you, our listeners, through a journey um, which is not only limited to tech. We'll be talking about some non-tech stuff today as well. Just false advertising in general. But we'll try to keep somewhat of a tech focus.
1: For the reasons you've listed, Shabazz, it's much more relatable to the, ab- the everyday human being. We are affected, all of us, by these decisions that these tech giants have made regarding their advertising slash commercializing of their products.
0: Okay, well, thank you, our everyday human being listeners. We're going to start off with an interesting one today. So, um, apparently, apparently, um, Italy recently fined Apple $12 million for misleading iPhone resistance claims. Did you hear about this? Did this hit your news radars?
1: Not me personally until recently, but it's very interesting. Uh, the article I'm currently consulting is what, three days old? So this is very concurrent news. This is true. And fresh, absolutely. fresh news. <laughs> 10 million euro fine by Italy's antitrust watchdog for unfair commercial practices relating to its iPhone marketing in the country. So, specifically. Yeah, this is always. No worries. Um, Apple is being charged for misleading claims in promotional messages about how deep and how long iphones can be submerged in water without being damaged so skipping the majority of this article the gist of it is that the authority also considered it inappropriate to push an aggressive commercial practice highlighting water resistance as a feature while at the same time refusing to provide post-sales warranty assistance if the models in question suffer water damage now, this is a classic apple conundrum from what i've heard water damages yeah. they they've been traditionally not too fond of like providing yeah. warranty servicings to such damages right
0: no it's covered under i think their apple care plus subscription plan Um, But I'm not going to shell out and um, advertise that right now. But but you need to get extended accidental care to be able to cover this, which is just insane. Like uh, I I didn't actually realize how insane that was until I actually read this article. How can you tell me that your product is is designed to withstand water, and then when I go ahead toss it in a pool, because that's what your average consumer does, right? Your, your average vault listener, you guys will toss your phones in pools. Um, you toss it in the pool and then you're like, hey, it's broken. You go back to Apple being like, you lied. And Apple's like, nope, you're going to have to pay out of your pocket to get this whole thing replaced. I mean, it makes no sense. You can't advertise water resistance Uh, But then there's a whole argument that there's a a certain, like, four-meter, like, limit on this, and they say it's resistance, it's not proofing, and all of this random stuff. But I don't know. I mean, but I get Apple's perspective, too. Like, they must have done some things on the physical phone basis to block water, but after a while, like, things do wear out. And even if you have, like, third-party repair services who've changed a screen for you, If you actually look at how these iPhones are put together, they're actually like sealants throughout the whole phone. Around the home button, which does no longer exist on quite a few of these phones, or even around the volume switch. They've got like these rubber... I want to say like... um, They are basically just sealants that stop the water from coming inside. So, I mean, it's interesting.
1: What do you think? That was a long (laughs) Um, ramble. And I guess preamble to the ramble, I should have added, is we will be actively trying to play devil's advocate. So do not worry, dear listeners. We are going to be trying to represent both sides of the aisle as best we can. But, yeah, on your comment with regards to, you know, they can have these disclaimers that it can survive up to four metres of water, it's not a matter of debate whether there are obviously different benchmarks of waterproof or water resistance that certain products can have one should not expect your phone to survive at one kilometer below sea surface because the pressure would be immense (laughs) and there's no good reason for the everyday it depends on your good (laughs) reason for the everyday human being to be hanging out 1k below the surface of the ocean but we're not this is not the battle we're fighting right now the battle that we're fighting is the fact that Apparently, in doing these controlled laboratory tests, Apple was using static and pure water. So static, meaning that it's not moving, it's completely still. And that is not very representative of the normal circumstances, I guess, incurred by consumers of said iPhones. So I would assume that most instances of water damage are being accidentally pulled, being pushed into a pool by your friend or you know, dropping it in the toilet. I know a few people have dropped their phones in the toilet at some point. As do I, it's like, what are you doing taking that to the Apple store <laughs> It's like poor
0: Apple employees, just these little like Ziploc bags of water and iPhone. And you're like, I don't want to touch that, map.
1: Yeah, you'd rather not I'm know where it came from, iPhone. exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: but this is the most, I guess, heinous part of this whole issue wherein Apple is not so keen to provide warranty service to people who have incurred phone water damage whilst advertising its water resistance between one and four meters for up to 30 minutes, depending on the model. And yeah, I think it's a pretty important move that Italy's antitrust watchdog has taken here. And we've seen things like this from France too in the past, right? Like I think the EU has some of the strongest antitrust slash consumer protection laws in the world, and that's why we see this news come out of that region.
0: This is true. Like, um, it's actually quite frequent. Um, I think the whole thing with the EU is they're very strong on their government regulation when it comes to everything tech. It seems like they're ahead of the game, um, but I, I don't know. It's like, hmm. You think about this, and to what extent, like. You're saying, okay, they're testing it with pure water. I don't know if you've ever been in, like, chemistry class, but I'm assuming it's, like, that distilled stuff, right? Um,
1: Yeah. If it's distilled, it's pure.
0: Yeah. um, But, like... Okay, let's say you're right. Let's just assume that Apple should be covering consumers with salt water, for instance. But then where do we draw the line? Like how much testing do they have to do do they have to test like through sludge as well because technically that's like 50 percent water do we have to test with coca-cola i mean like th- this is such an insane argument like
1: this is the stuff that keeps me awake at night and i have decided that they should throw it they should test in a bucket of mud in a bucket of <laughs> sea ocean water the, the most salinity possible and a, b- a bucket of sub-zero water but under it's immense- not water at that point it's not <laughs> I know. Like,
0: it's insane. it's like I get it I get it but uh, it's like they're ruining a good thing almost just playing devil's advocate because Apple is obviously going above and beyond trying to make sure that their phones are water resistant right and they're defining water as the purest form of water they're not saying with an asterisk Um, like, salt water or something. I don't know. I mean, it's... Because you can get so much gunk and water. Like, just go to a river for once. And just go in there and just put your um, hands through the river. And the chances are you'll pick up some silt. You'll pick up a whole world of different, like, bacteria. Who knows what's in there? Do you know what I mean? Or even, like... Or even pool water—it's not really water. Like, do you know how much chlorine goes in there? There must be so many cleaning chemicals in that water that actually, like, dissolves the sealants. Like, it's possible, right? I'm not saying this is what's happening, but like, just having a conversation here. Like, how are they supposed to account for that? I mean, I get it, but I kind of get Apple's perspective too.
1: That's an interesting question, I suppose. Whether, I guess, um, pool disinfectant slash the chlorine. Does it dissolve the sealants within the phone? Perhaps, maybe we should do a fact check on that. But um, definitely. So <laughs> the gist is the you know things like river water, pool water. I mean, the, the common link is obviously water, but and that's what we're worried about here. But if we're worried about things like silt getting in there, I think waterproofness is a it's a good metric by which to just generally protect your phone that's what am i trying to say here like um if you can protect your phone fully from water slash water damage then you don't have to worry about these particulates getting inside your phone and thereby also causing damage and we do know at this point that you can have fully waterproofed phones so it's just like what is holding this what are holding the what is holding these iPhones back
0: can you though can you actually have fully waterproofed phones that's that seems like a, that seems like a dream that i don't think like um, why would it be because you've always got an open port and i think as long as you've got an open port you can't have a fully waterproof phone
1: just by a cursory like, glance it seems that um iPhone 12s are being rated the best waterproof phone you can buy with unparalleled 20 feet of water resistance yeah so well we're in trouble then sorry listeners (laughs) I take back my comment we don't have them (laughs) yet
0: no uh,
1: you you can probably get like cases
0: that are that make your um, uh, phone quote unquote waterproof I'm sure those exist Um, yeah like diving cases for instance those are a thing Um, yeah I've used them just the plastic sheaths for it yeah exactly but I don't know I mean it's it's definitely one of those contested things in technology like eh, like surely like it's not gonna kill you not to take your phone into the swimming pool. I mean, just be smart. Don't go swimming with your phone and you should be good. I remember people actually used to take underwater videos with their iPhone 11s um, because it was re- it was a really nice camera and they'd come out really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean
1: just avoid it. Take a GoPro instead. Yeah, I mean it's sort of a it's just a safety thing, right? You want to protect your investment and waterproof. Being waterproof is a really great way to ensure that. But yeah, regardless, it looks like we're not fully there yet. But um, with uh, there has been a lot of interesting discoveries in the last couple of decades regarding. Super hydrophobic substances, and you know you can get those spray cans that you can spray all over your body that actually make you hydrophobic. Really? It puts these. Um, oh, I did not know. I this. think it tr- it, em- it emulates the the geometry in the fine pr- in the fine details on a duck's feathers because water beads off a duck, and they're evolved to have hydrophobic feathers. And so that spray works on the same mechanic. Anyway, not too related, but. Yeah, I'm just looking Interesting. I'm just looking at Apple's marketing
0: material here. I kinda get why they got sued now. Um,
1: uh, <laughs> you, you
0: listeners, you probably can't see what we're seeing right now on this screen. But you've legitimately got an iPhone twelve pro, I mean eleven pro suspended in air with like eight different water nozzles just spraying water on it. And like yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. It's a cool shot. It's a really cool shot, but you probably should not be advertising your phone like that if you don't have confidence that it can actually withstand water and you're not doing any warranty stuff. Oh,
1: wow, wow, wow. Apple, Apple, Apple. The whole warranty thing is what what irks me the best. Yeah, this is is true. This is true. Anyway,
0: uh, this is not the first time Apple has been sued for misleading advertising. This is actually quite a common recurring theme, unfortunately. Um, back, I think, in oh gosh, when was this? Um, 2018, I think. Um, do you remember when the iPhone, um, the iPhone came out, uh, the iPhone 10? It was a big deal. It had the first notch, and then after that, you had the iPhone XS, which also had the same notch, and everyone was irked by this thing. They were like, "What is this random, like?" notch like they even made a meme did you see the meme where there was this like um this guy with a notch for a hairstyle um <laughs> let me see no let i didn't yeah. yeah so samsung uh, did a little advertising trailer of this guy outside the apple store holding like this old iphone like six and this guy's hair he legitimately had a notch haircut uh right in front of a notch uh, an iphone 10 poster being like who wants one of these on their phone Shortly after which Google and almost every Android manufacturer ended up using a notch as well. They even did like a ad with like a little notch family with kids wearing airpods the size of like human hands. I don't know. This is this is kinda of funny. Um, I, I love this whole like Apple Samsung ad rivalry. It's it's just they, they don't really shy away from taking uh taking the mick out of each other.
1: But yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the Samsung mocking Apple ads. But does Apple bite back? I think they have some Um, Apple ad. um, I remember they did something
0: about, like, speed. Samsung being slow, maybe? I'm not sure. I know that Apple used to uh, take shots at Microsoft, and they still do. Um, With the whole Windows guy and the Mac guy, do you remember that? No. Let me show you this. So basically, they used to do this um, random ad where you'd have this um, guy pretending to be a PC and a cool guy pretending to be a Mac in jeans, but the PC guy was this uh, relatively overwhite guy in a suit. He looked boring as hell with boring glasses. And, he, and they used to have, run these ads, like, I'm a Mac guy, I'm a PC guy. And it was just hilarious. And they did one when they released the M1 as well with these guys. It was, yeah, uh, it's like back from like 07, though. They haven't done it in a while. That's good banter. <laughs> this is definitely good banter. You guys should totally check them out if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, uh, where were we?
1: Notches. Anyway, m- yeah, moving back to the, um, yeah, notches on the iPhone X.
0: Yeah, the iPhone XS, right? So, the, the I remember this as well. Like, um, even on the iPhone XS box, basically, um, Apple chose a wallpaper for the iPhone XS. So the iPhone uses this display technology called OLED. Uh, which means that instead of rendering black as a color on the pixel, it actually just turns the entire pixel off. By doing so, you get this insane level of contrast. So Apple thought that they'd take advantage of that technology, and the notch being black. So they chose a wallpaper uh, which actually covered like the top part of the sc- like the top right hand corner of the screen, basically where the notch starts all the way to the like the edge of the phone. Uh, the top half was completely black so the notch kind of looked like it was part of the wallpaper because all of the pixels were just turned off so it made the iPhone look like it did not have a notch um, and they use this all across their advertising
1: it's very crafty and as a consequence of that the, there are, there's a legal team seeking a class action lawsuit against Apple and damages but my thoughts on this Obviously, when you see that image and you're, you become aware of the fact that they've disguised the top half of the image in pitch black to yeah disguise, cover up the notch so that you can't see it whatsoever. That is crafty of them. You, if you squint, you can just see it there. Can you though? You can see the camera slot.
0: You can see the camera slot, but that's very... Oh, yeah, you can kind of see... But you can't see the notch, though. It's super
1: faint. But, I mean, the fact that you can see that kind of suggests it's there. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty much invisible. The point stands. Yeah. Um, but there, that isn't the only image of advertising the product. I mean, if you... And I'm sure if you yeah. scour 30 pictures of that model phone, then most yeah. of them will be truly representative of the fact that there is a notch there. And so, to honestly i think it's a bit it's really reaching to suggest this is a i think i think they're allowed to take some creative liberties in their sort of front page advertisements for their phones you know like that is a nice image and it looks quite stunning and it does really convey the i guess i don't know but look at this okay just
0: playing devil's advocate for a bit not everyone's into the tech-sphere like we are, right? So, I'm I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna go onto this website, not a partner or anything. Um, I would not recommend you buy from here, uh, or you could, it's up to you. I haven't had any experiences with this uh, seller, but I just go onto kogan.com, because I think quite a few Australians would be looking there for a cheap phone, a good deal. And you just type in iPhone, 10S, and then I'm looking at every iPhone up here, and I mean, just check it out. The first one, the notch is hidden. The second one, the notch is hidden. The third one, the notch is hidden.
1: Well, they've all got the it's same like, image, so
0: yeah. Ah, no, not the, no, it's not though. Well, different colors. This is a different image. Yeah.
1: It's when the same like, concept. Okay. It's a planet in space, and they're using the the pitch black nature of space to cover up the notch in oh, every image. Oh, you
0: think this is a Isn't this just paint? Well, probably, but honestly,
1: it looks like a gas giant planet. A planet. Yeah,
0: you're right, you're right. So, yeah, and then this is the only image you have of it. So, if I knew nothing about technology, if I was just, like, from some rural town... Not saying that rural towns don't know much about technology, but let's just say I'm an average average person who has a life beyond the tech sphere. I say, oh, there's a $1,000 iPhone. That seems like a good deal.
1: Yeah, it looks so pretty. I'm just going
0: to go buy this. And then it comes... To your house, do you know what I mean? Like, I get it though. I get it. I mean, probably not in that context, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm. Maybe it is a bit of a stretch. I mean,
1: I th- that is a bit, a bit damning. That you know, you're browsing on these web pages, and every model of the 10s that you see does actually use that image. But again, that maybe we should get representation okay. from the Apple website itself. Because this is true, you can't blame Apple for Kogan. Kogan's a bit of a clickbaity, the cheapest online retailer in Australia. So, like, we can't really take that at its okay. word. L- let's have a look at the iPhone.
0: Um, the iPhone 11. The iPhone 11. This was after the lawsuit, so they must have fixed it by this point. Um, gosh, isn't there like this website called like the Wayback Machine? The iPhone 10R was released uh, in the same. No, the iPhone 10R. They showed the notch off. Maybe they're doing it for product differentiation as well. Because I remember that year they pushed the 10R, if I'm not wrong. They they pushed the 10S, and they pushed the 10S Max. That was their lineup. Wow, why do I remember these things? It's like so... like that, That is just wasted space in my brain. Where something of actual meaning could sit there. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, that's pretty interesting. Apple has this history of lawsuits, but like you also wonder like it's easy to sue the big guy. You sue the big guy and you're like, you know, they're they're probably not even going to fight back because their legal team is probably going to cost them more than my entire lawsuit. Probably just going to settle, you know. It's and it's they're, they're like an easy t- target. It's like a low-hanging fruit almost. So part of me even wonders like I don't know, like <sighs> The motivation behind the lawsuits, almost.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough.
0: <sighs> anyway, enough about Apple.
1: Yeah, oh, sorry. And we're going back on, the, on our previous discussion about the whole waterproof iPhone debacle. Um, Samsung is guilty of similar wrongdoing. So Samsung Australia, this is an article from The Drum in 2019, uh, could be sued by consumer watchdog for misleading advertising regarding its water resistance as well. So I didn't know the drum. Yeah. um, More than 300 ads, which depict people swimming in pools and surfing in the ocean with their phones, which Samsung later claimed were water resistant up to 1.5 meters for 30 minutes. So pretty much same benchmark as the iPhones. But this is far worse. Like,
0: let's be real. They've literally advertised the phone being used while swimming. Like, Apple's is kind of damning you're not giving me warranty support on a claim, but these guys are literally showing you that this phone can do this.
1: Yeah, and they've... Well, the legal action refers to more than 300 ads, to quote this article. Wait, what? 300 ads? Hopefully it's not... Who
0: pushes out 300 ads?
1: (laughs) Yeah... I'm hoping that all of these ads are not strictly water related too. like that many depicting users of the phone jumping into pools and surfing. Mm. I'm sure that it's a fraction of that, but maybe not.
0: No, but still, how can
1: you advertise like swimming in a pool
0: and then be like, huh, it's not actually like that water resistant. (laughs) Don't do what we did in the ad. Like, don't try this at home almost, but please buy our phone.
1: Yeah, I I really hope that they have more customer-friendly um, warranty practices, though, with regards to the waterproof issue. Oh, yeah,
0: this is true. Samsung is usually pretty good with warranties.
1: Um, I
0: remember just an anecdotal thing. I had a friend with a Samsung S4 or 5, um, and it broke, like, a week after warranty ended, and they just swapped it out anyway. Wow. I don't know. So I know, like, I know Samsung Asia is pretty good with that kind of stuff, but I'm not too sure what they did with this, because that's a lot of refunds. Yeah. I think it also depends on, like, the quantity of the issues. Like, if you've got everyone who owns a phone having this issue, or if it's just, like, easy for people to get money, like, you still want to make money off your phone, right? But Samsung was pretty good with their battery program. What was that phone that was exploding
1: (laughs) in airplanes or something? I I think it was the Note.
0: Yeah, it was the Note, Note 7, I think. Uh, Note uh, Note, 7. Exp- yeah, there you
1: go. Galaxy hand grenade.
0: Yeah, the Galaxy hand grenade. This phone would randomly catch fire. And then Samsung ended up taking all of these phones back. It must have cost them a fortune. Um, and then they tried to send out new units where they claimed they fixed the issue. Those also started blowing up. So then they took those back as well. And then they just gave people money back or something, or gave them credit towards another phone. And then just give up the third time, yeah. No, they didn't. Then they tried again. Wow. Okay. But, but this time they rebranded it as a completely different name, and they sold them in Asia. I think. Well, this was by the Demo, Daily Mail, uh, the Galaxy Note Fan Edition. I don't know how many fans they had of this phone, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, Samsung, okay, let me just read this headline out, Samsung, to call its refurbished Galaxy Note, Galaxy Note 7, the Galaxy Note Fan uh, FE, says it stands for Fandom Edition and not Fire Edition, well that's good, that's good, but yeah, Um Samsung's usually pretty good with their warranty though. They go out of their way, but I guess if they did not do that, I can imagine not too many people would want to buy a Samsung after that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: <sighs> so, um, this is not the first time. Even Google, good old Google, good old Google, that said, "Do not be evil." You know,
1: they're so benevolent.
0: I know Google is like, is like the fun uncle of the tech, uh, of the tech sphere, right? Nah, or are they like those? Parasitic data leeches that everyone's
1: dependent on. Who knows? Why not both, you know? I use Google every day. Same. It's a guilty pleasure of pretty much anyone, I suppose, huh? Um, i Some people have moved over to other search engines, though. Such as Bing?
0: Bing, yeah, Bing. Ecosia? Are they still a thing? Is it Ecosia? Oh,
1: the. Tr- the tree planting one.
0: Yeah, they've spent so much money in advertising. It was crazy. Apparently 15 million people use it. Uh, over 15 million. Ecosia. If you guys haven't heard of this, um, they say all of the profits, or it's, I don't know if it's all of the profits, but some of the profits, which may be all of the profits, that they, u- that they uh, gain um, from you making searches goes towards planting trees. And they have allegedly probably, planted over 114 million trees just from people searching. So if you want to change the planet, and maybe compromise a little on your search engine, check them out. Isn't Apple also testing out their new search engine? I haven't heard about that. Um, yeah, they're doing it through Siri on their phone. Um, let me have a look. Uh, yeah, so Apple develops an alternative to Google search. It's great. Anyway, that is for another podcast. Going back. So easy to get wrapped up in all of this tech news. But yeah, Google. Google went to court for misleading consumers on targeted ads. Would you believe this?
1: I feel like this is so on character for Google, though. You know? Yeah, it's not that... It doesn't sound that controversial anymore, does it? No, it's like, oh,
0: they did that too? Do you want to talk us through this one?
1: Yeah, sure. So the Australian... Competition and Consumer Commission, we'll just go by the ACCC from now on, announced on Monday that it had commenced proceedings against Google over claims it had failed to properly inform consumers and did not get their explicit informed consent to harvest more personal information and to combine a user's activity on non-Google sites with information on their Google accounts. Google disputes the allegations and intends to dispute. And so they're. I guess working against the many millions of affected Australians and the scope of personally identifiable data that it had collected about consumers, including potentially sensitive and private information about their activities on the internet. And to quote, we believe that many people were misled into agreeing to this, that that had they known that their Google services would stay the same but agreeing to this method meant that they were tracked across the internet. Many would not have agreed to it. And so apparently they actually had been gathering significant amounts of data from even non-Google websites. That's pretty intense. It's almost like data harvesting. Um,
0: Yeah. yeah, Well, another...
1: To quote, sorry, one tweet that I see um, from Uberfacts, but... Google Maps calculates traffic by tracking how fast Android devices are moving on the road. This is from 2014.
0: Yeah, but like, doesn't everyone know this already? Like, is that really? Yeah. How do you think they get their traffic analytic? Like, there's a reason they can tell you where the traffic's at. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but- Just fun for those who don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're watching you. <laughs> I don't know, it's like, maybe I'm just so, like, desensitized. To the fact that companies harvest data, that this is just like okay, that sounds about right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah, maybe I've just given up. I mean,
1: I think it's an it's an obvious necessity for tech giants to to have an appetite for this data slash to have a tangible reason to to use or need it. I don't know, but maybe it's just, I think it's a matter of how it gets used and whether any any persons whatsoever have access to personally manipulate it or (coughs) obviously they need to be able to have an economical gain out of the whole argument and the way these companies try to enact that is by sort of trapping you in their ecosystem so google was harvesting data from sites with which they had partnerships and branched out beyond that to even harvesting data from non Google sites. Um, Apple does similar things, right? Apple's Facebook, of course. Apple's
0: trying to be good, though. Do you know this? Um, they tried to roll out this thing. Um, Apple. Uh, let me have a look. Apple privacy. Uh, they tried to. Um, they tried to add a new um, feature. One second, sorry, my phone's going haywire. Um, that would make it so that you had to opt in to be tracked. And um, basically, um, if an application is trying, to, um, is trying to track you and get data from you, um, well, first of all, if it asks for your location, you'll be told this application is using your location right now. And you can choose to allow it once, always allow, or decline, which was a game changer because who knows how many times this was happening in the background, and we just didn't know. On top of that, they also added something where you had to opt in to identify for advertisers. And a lot of big tech companies lost their, how do I put this, let's say minds, because we're on the podcast. They freaked out. They were like, no. Facebook warned that the change will make its audience network feature, which allows advertisers to extend their campaigns to third-party apps ineffective. Basically, Apple almost toppled the entire advertising industry by implementing this feature to allow people to opt out. But surely, like, surely we wouldn't track people without consent, right? So giving them an opt out option straight away is the
1: right way to do it. Well, that outrage just speaks to the issue at heart, doesn't it? Like, exactly. the, The advertisers are just incensed at the fact that you would dare get between me and my profits. The nerve. exactly. But this, this, um, I think credit, we have to give some credit where credit is due. I'm personally not trapped within the Apple ecosystem yet. I'm sure it'll happen one day, but. Oh, don't worry, we'll convert you. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I'm coming around because it sounds like they're really carving out their own niche in respecting customers' privacy to a greater degree than, I guess, any other tech provider, right? (sighs) Would you agree with that sentiment?
0: I'm um, I'm disheartened. I mean, yes, they're pushing privacy. They're working really hard, apparently. Um, and yes, they're probably better than most. But when a big tech company... I mean, yeah, okay, let me rephrase. I like Apple. I use them quite a bit. I like the fact that their business model does not center around... Your data. Your data literally means nothing to them by the looks of it. They make their money off your subscription services, they don't track you because they don't need to. Google sells ads, so your data is important. So if I were on an Android, Google would have an incentive from a business perspective to harvest my data. But Apple on the other hand, they don't care. They're not providing a free service, they're charging insane premiums on their phones. So they're making their costs from there, and then they're trying to keep you in their system to, pay, to get you to pay for their services. So yeah, I respect Apple in that sense. They're definitely, they don't need data to stay alive or to grow as much as Google or Facebook do. Like Facebook, again, that's another, it's basically just an advertising platform at this point. Right? That's why everyone can create an account for free. Yeah. I'd like to think whenever you're getting
1: something. Well, because yeah. their business model is built upon data harvesting. Is the point there with Facebook.
0: exactly, exactly? So, um, yeah, Apple's nice like that. I like it, um, but I don't know. I'm a bit. I was honestly really upset. This was in September this year, like September 8th, I think. The news dropped that they're pulling this feature out because of the developer complaints, and I was like, Apple, you're you're willing to like just thinking back on this now. They're willing to fight developers like um epic games for instance to get that 30 percent apple store cut but they're not willing to fight back for privacy like really
1: i think that's really bizarre because apple hold uh, they hold so many of the cards in these situations like that for developers to just boycott them would be surely economic suicide for them
0: yeah it is like epic games i think some insane proportion of their player base was on ios
1: um, and they just lost
0: it, surely. They must have. They must have. I remember they were trying to say that they are going to have two versions of the game, one for iOS without any updates, and then one for the rest. But, yeah, it's just like, oh, Apple's powerful. And if they're this powerful, like, why can't they just, like, I don't know how to put this politely, but just show Facebook the middle finger and just say, you know, what you're doing is unethical. We don't stand behind that, and we're just going to not track our users.
1: Yeah. I think... Well, you were mentioning the Epic Games situation. I think that's kind of pertinent to this. I might go over that briefly, but I think that was just... Lo- it was this year or last, but Epic Games, the developer behind popular hit sensation game Fortnite, a few years old at this point, the um, standard commission slash cut for app stores is 30%, and that's actually typical in like retail industries too. So I think I was doing some digging at the time, and from what I remember it's 30% cut because that's basically just industry standard in legacy industries too, not digital. And Epic Games thought that that was too steep. And they, I think they started this feud by simply offering options to buy their in-game currency in the app, bypassing the Apple store. And that's how this whole thing started, and it kicked off a whole wave of controversy with other developers. But you can't download Fortnite on iPhones anymore, and that's still the case. Which I'm sure keeps you up at night. (laughs) I think about this all the time. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, basically a bunch of people were very upset by this decision, Epic. um, But now they're trying to get it back on the iPhone, I think. Nvidia is saying that they're trying to make it playable through Safari, but it will be the desktop version of the game and you're
1: like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah. But this is just an example of Apple standing its ground, and then pretty much it's going to get its way eventually or Fortnite's just going to stop existing on iOS. yeah, Apple devices.
0: But Epic Games were not the first company to do this. Spotify also tried to fight Apple on this.
1: Because
0: it gives them a massive unfair competitive advantage. If you've got a, competi- a competitor service on your platform, Apple Music versus Spotify, let's say you're Spotify, you've got to pay Apple for each sale that you get as well. That means you've got to mark up your prices even higher.
1: Yeah. If they're copying a 30% cut on the Spotify sales, that means that inherently the. What, what's the Apple one called? Sorry? I music. Uh, Apple, Apple music. music. Apple Music. So, like. Like, Apple Music's freaking,
0: like, uh, having, like, a day right here because Spotify needs to charge a markup on the App Store. So if you actually go on their website, I believe it's cheaper. Um, But they can't say that on the thing. And I remember, I think, Facebook afterwards, they also released an update um, with a little text saying, Apple is taking this much money from what you're paying for this product on Facebook. And that really pissed Apple off as well. It's, and then Apple was like, "Okay, okay, okay. You're trying to say, you're trying to say that we're being the big bad wolf right here, and we're just we're just victimizing these small businesses, you know, Epic and Spotify, these little 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 companies. Uh, we're gonna do you a favor, and we're gonna reduce every company that earns less than a million dollars in revenue every year. You only have to pay 15 percent in fees, and." Now uh, now Spotify and Epic can't pretend to be the underdog, right? Because they're not. They're not a tiny company. Um, and Apple just laughed. And you're like, oh, how noble of Apple. But then you realize it's quite a small percentage
1: of the gross revenue. And it doesn't actually dent them at all. Well, you'd get the vast majority of revenue from the hugest developers, wouldn't you? But I guess this is, again, an example.
0: Well, that's what you would assume.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Apple's vicious in its... Um I guess ecosystem maintenance slash It's, it's ass- how they
0: make their money
1: Yeah, asserting their dominance of their products within their app stores I mean have to somewhat respect it
0: Yeah, so yeah, that sounds good um, You're right, it's like um, what can you do? Apple is ugh, Can you blame them? Like they're not advertising to us Like I've actually seen phones with ads baked into the operating system I'm not kidding Uh, Have you heard of, like, Xiaomi? Uh, Yeah, I have. Um, Ads in OS. Like, you've actually, like, you just open your phone and you see ads everywhere. Even Samsung. Samsung. Like, uh, you know their new, like, Samsung Galaxy Fold 2? This is probably one of the most expensive phones you can get. Um, You open it up and there's legitimately just an app for ads. Wow. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) And you're like, okay. All right. And, like, it gave me a notification being like, hey do you want to earn money from ads while you're charging and I'm like this is a really weird experience on a premium phone you shouldn't even have ads anywhere near me do you know what I mean? or Xiaomi throws ads all over their UI like in their download section you've got ads in their wallpaper section you've got ads on their freaking homepage, you've got ads you're like that makes me sick. I know, right? You've got... Uh, you know how you can uninstall apps through the settings? Even their Manage Apps section has... Where you want to uninstall apps, it has ads to install apps. You're like, no, Xiaomi, no. <laughs> you're, you're doing it wrong.
1: Well, wow, so they have an, an app within which you just open it up and then you can earn some money for it? Oh, Samsung. For I viewing so. ads?
0: I, I didn't look down that rabbit hole, man. Again, I should not be served ads on... This is legitimately an ad about watching ads.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing, Samsung? This is not premium. No wonder. No wonder. No wonder Apple's doing so well. All they have to do is not pull stuff like this.
1: You know. Anyway, that's a rant for another day. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, we... I think yeah. on a similar, similar note, it, it might bear mentioning the... Did you hear about the Volkswagen emissions tests scandal of a few years Ooh, ago? I heard, but I can't quite remember it. Jog my memory. Yeah, so it was exposed that Volkswagen, VW, had been cheating emissions tests on its diesel cars in the U.S. for the past seven years. And so on top of huge fines for false advertisement the company may have to pay up to $81 billion for violating the Clean Air Act. Uh, sorry, I think that was $61 billion or 81000000000 uh, billion. I'm just skimming through the article yeah, now. My bad. Um, but, no worries, no worries. Yeah, so the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, f- filed a lawsuit and alleged that VW deceived consumers by selling or leasing more than 550,000 diesel cars based on false claims that the cars were low-emission and environmentally friendly. So this is a similar issue to, you know, establishing waterproof or water resistance tests in a little bucket of static purified water and but I think this is much more outright cheating because it's an entire car involved.
0: And it's like sustainability, you know? Like I really think like tossing a phone in water is one thing. But telling these consumers that are obviously environmentally cautious, like they care about their carbon footprints, they're trying to minimize them, telling them that something is environmentally sustainable, then probably p- paying a premium to buy these clean diesel vehicles, and then coming to find out that it's not as clean as they allegedly were supposed to be. I mean, that's a much bigger deal. Yeah, it's
1: much more deceptive. It's, and it's completely really um, taking advantage of the, I guess... Eco consciousness that these people have had. So I mean, suggesting that leasing more than 550,000 cars or selling them, sorry, based on those claims, I don't know whether that is a study that insinuated that all of those 550,000 were a re- as a, re- a result of the false claims, or I I assume it's probably just a portion of that. This must just be the total sold. It might not, though. I'm not really sure about reasonable. Figures for the number of cars that should be sold, but um.
0: but still, I mean, like, and probably probably carbon emissions were not the driving factor of five hundred and fifty thousand sales. Like, I can imagine quite a few people just bought a Volkswagen because they wanted a Volkswagen or because of so many other factors. We're not saying that, but what we're saying is, I mean, the fine really reflects the severity of the situation because they had been doing this for seven years seven years of cheating emissions tests in the US. That is just insane. I don't know. I don't have a, like, 61 billion US dollars. I mean, I think that makes sense. (sighs) Why are companies not friendly kangaroos? I do not know. I just want everyone to be a friendly kangaroo. Like, kangaroos don't do any harm, do they? Life
1: would be simple.
0: I know, just just be just be like just be good. Like, is it that hard? I'm telling you, you'd get my. I think maybe this is just my personal opinion, but I feel like you'd get much further in business if you're just honest and you do the right thing. Maybe not at the start, but eventually, like, eventually, you'd build up a reputation, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, be that benevolent corporate overlord rather than one of you these. You say benevolent
0: months. and corporate, and I'm like. Uh, did you just make a mistake there?
1: Well, <laughs> Are those
0: words supposed to be in the same sentence? You're the one
1: yeah. speaking of this fictional reality within which we can have an, a kind <laughs> benefactor of a, I guess... I mean, I thought Apple were these people until I figured
0: out how much they're charging their devs. Like, damn.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like this, uh, the optics of a lot of the stuff Apple does, but yeah, we've, go- we've gone through a small laundry list of some violations of that trust. But, you know... You can't help it if you're a a profit-seeking, huge company. You have to cut some of these corners. No, and even, like, companies are complex. Like, just think about it. Like,
0: okay, let's say we had a person, right? And that person made a decision. It's very easy to blame the person. Let's say we had two people. And those two people coordinate amongst each other to make um, amongst each other to make decisions, and you've got like five decisions to make. Sure, you can blame those two people. Now let's scale that up. Let's say you've got a hundred people, a hundred people that need to make a thousand decisions. Now, and we're just calling these hundred people an entity, and that entity is going to be making decisions. How much accountability do you actually have there? How many decisions do you think they have to make every day to push stuff like this out? Like, there are bound to be mistakes. It's very hard to blame a company because a company is just so massive. It's monolithic. And it's very hard to keep consistency
1: in decision making. Um, Exactly. Yeah. And in the world of business, very little is black and white. It's a world of gray.
0: Yes, this is true. This is what we tell ourselves to go to sleep (laughs) at (laughs) night. I suppose so. It
1: does help, yeah.
0: Yeah, anyway. Anyway, it's very fascinating. I think I think today we've learned about quite a quite a few interesting um, misleading advertising campaigns, both in and out of technology. The Volkswagen one really uh, w- was in, in particular a very very um, a very deceptive one. But um, yeah, and a few of these were minor, others were major. But regardless. Oh, this podcast has me feeling a little
1: flat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, trying to psychoanalyze the decisions that are made by huge companies. It'll do that to you. You
0: You can't. It's it's a company, but that's a really easy cop out as well. We we can only try. We can. We can try. And speculate. Anyway, that was a wonderful podcast. Definitely an interesting one. We're doing something a little different this time. Um, Let us know what you guys thought. If you want to reach out, give us some feedback, maybe even email us about potential new podcast topics. Um, You can email at us at h-a-r-r-y at voltech.io, so V-O-L-T-E-C dot I-O, or S-H-E-R-B-A-Z at voltech.io. As you guys know, we're starting out, so we're... We've got quite a bit to learn, but um, I hope you guys are enjoying being on this journey with us. Um, It's been a pleasure as always. Do you have any final
1: remarks? Oh, you can also catch me at john at vaulttech.io. And on top of that, just very interesting podcast today and hope to hear any of our listeners suggestions. Pleasure as always, Shabazz, and take care.
0: Thank you, John. Cool. Thank you, guys. Take care.